welcome to Alphabet Flight, an encyclopedic Marvel journey where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is G.S.C. Cooper, and with me today is is a dad that's really into Nazi stuff. Mike! I prefer Zibran, if you will. So, are you, uh, so today we're going to be talking about Imperial Hydra. Right? Am I doing it right? Sure. so imperial hydra what do you think imperial hydra is i mean i assume i'm gonna see a picture of boots here in a minute so i'm not even gonna guess no these are boring boots these are boring boots oh boring boots boots. okay um i don't know some kind of like cobra commander but hydra based instead uh sure I mean, just think of a Hydra dude in a in a cape instead. Also, he looks like someone's dad. Oh like, wow! Like no, Craig, on. like like Craig yeah. the Hydra dude. I mean, that's just that's just Gary Oldman's Commissioner Gordon in a Hydra costume <laughs> with a like, cape. Yeah, yeah, that's like <laughs> Jeremy Hydra. <laughs> like it, it's someone's dad. Yeah, like it, it's just it's it's just. It's someone's dad, and they have to do Nazi stuff. It's like, haha! I like you know it'd be funny if I showed up at the at the Smiths Christmas party dressed in a Hydra costume, and then it turns out accidentally it was a Hydra recruitment party, and now he's part of Hydra. Like, but he's getting out of the house, so he has to stick with it because. <sighs> well, honestly, don't, that's it. We've we've cracked this character based on that. I don't want to talk about him at all. No, I don't we have care. to talk about him. We no, have no, to no, talk no, about no. Him. We did. We talked about it. We'll talk no, about no, this version talk, of yeah. him. I don't care what the '80s Marvel had to say about Jeremy Hydra. Like we've done it. Let's talk about this guy. No, no, we're talking about him. So his <sighs> name is Arnold Brown. Also, real dead ass name. <laughs> Arnold Brown. His occupation as Brown. Executive Secretary to Leslie Carrington, member of the Board of Operations of Imperial Industries International. As Imperial Hydra, second in command of Hydra operations. Uh, he, his identity was secret. Uh, his other alias is Supreme Hydra, or The Master. Um, he's a widower. No. He does have a daughter named Laura Brown. I mean, he's dead. He's dead. Like it's yeah, he's a dad. Like, he's he's a dad. Yeah. His group affiliation, get this, Hydra. No. Yeah. So doesn't Imperial Industries International just sound like a bad corporation? Yeah, it's like he works for Evil Corp. Like He works for Evil Corporation and Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> like Evil Corp. Uh- <laughs> A part of Nazico. Like. <laughs> so, uh, his first appearance as Imperial Hydra was in Strain Tales, issue number three, sorry, 135. Mm. Just out of curiosity, um, what month did that comic come out in? Do you know? Do you have that? August. August? So he would be. <laughs> he would be the green sexual goblin. Okay. Yeah, it came out in August 1965. Nice. In Wait, no. Strange Tales, issue number 135. In The Man for the Job. 
And oh, this boy. was a um this what was a weird a- issue where it was just every page was a different person applying for the job of Hydra Dad. <laughs> uh yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much what it was. Just weird middle class white dads applying for Hydra jobs because there's like the mill shut down or something. So so he his final appearance was in Strange Tales, issue 141. So it didn't last very long. I mean... But, you know, lasted, you know, four issues. More than some people do. Yeah, I mean, it's longer than a lot of people do. So, little is known about the past of Arnold Brown before he became Imperial Shocking. Hydra. Shocking. Shocking. Of the subversive organization known as Hydra. When his wife died in poverty, Brown vowed that he would give his daughter Laura everything that his wife la- uh, that his wife had lacked. It is not known exactly when his wife uh, wife's death that Brown joined Hydra or that the powerful corporation Imperial Industry International. So at some point. He joined Evil Corp and Nazis. We don't know when, but at some point his wife died to be like, you know what? My wife didn't have control of millions of Nazis. I just, my my wife died uh, in poverty. And so I'm going to change that for my daughter. You know who famously, famously talks about redistributing wealth to the people who need it the most? Nazis. <sighs> yeah. Or Evil Corp. I mean, definitely Evil Corp does famously have some pretty strong ties to redistributing wealth to the lower classes. They yeah. definitely do. Brown, well, I mean, he did it's more he, of a- he mm-hmm. did use his position to divert corporate money and resources secretly to Hydra. So, you know, he's kind of taken from the rich, give it to the poor. I mean, he's kind of taking from the Nazis and giving to the secret Nazis. Yeah. The true leader of Hydra, Baron Wolfgang von Strucker, uh, was impressed by Brown's achievement as a member of Hydra, seeking to remain behind the scenes as Grand Imperator of THEM. By the way, that's THEM with all capital letters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Central Committee Governing Hydra, Strucker and his fellow members of THEM appointed Brown to supervise Hydra operations. Brown thus took his role of Supreme Hydra, but was more frequently called Imperial Hydra, perhaps because he was not Hydra's true leader. Or they, Imperial Hydra sounds better than I, Supreme Hydra? Yeah. Like, what, what What year did this comic come out? 65. Yeah, so Stanley just thought Imperial Hydra sounded dope. Well, like, no, it, it did sound dope. Oh, it did. I'm just saying, Stan Lee's creative process was, was, what's a series of words that sounds awesome? Cool, let's figure out how to make that work. Well, moreover, the fact that Imperial Hydra was Arthur Brown kept, was kept secret from all Hydra personnel, except for structure and the member of them. The sole exception to the rule was Brown's daughter, Lyra, uh, Laura who Brown had inducted as a Hydra agent herself. Do you want her to get punched in the face by Captain America? How old is his daughter? I mean, I guess a grown-ass woman at this point. I hope so. Like, it'd be kind of crappy to have, like, an eight-year-old as a Hydra agent. (laughs) 
<laughs> Hail Hydra. Ah, <laughs> uh, so a man of slight stature. <laughs> the brown the tooth war- fairy takes one tooth, and two more shall take his place. Hail Hydra. <laughs> a a a man of slight stature, brown wore padded a padded costume and lifts in his boot when he appeared as a masked imperial hydra to make himself appear more impressive. So really, he's just a short king who's uh, afraid of being a mainland. I mean, it's also just Stanley being like, well, well, he, said, he wrote it for children, but still it's like, well, if they're the same height, people might figure it out. So we'll just be like, oh no, they're different sizes. Ha 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 ha. Or... I mean, or, he's also very self-conscious about his height because he's a real person. He's not even that short. He's 5'9". That would have been average height back then. I mean, that's still a fairly average height now. That's, like, that would have been, like... Because, like, average height now was taller than it was back then. Right, but I mean, 5'9". Like, I'm 6'6'1", six, six, around that point. And that's, like, roughly average height. 5'9 is not that short. Like... Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe he was just maybe he was around a lot of tall people in his life and he's just like, I don't know, I feel I feel lesser than It's like Gattaca, except instead of weird eugenic shit, it's just he feels kind of self conscious about how tall he is. <laughs> and also he's okay with my It's like if Jerry Seinfeld wrote Gattaca. <laughs> uh although that's my Brown. one critique of Imperial Hydra. <laughs> Imperial Hydra, the whole story is basically if Jerry Seinfeld or Larry David wrote Gattaca. Although Brown appeared to be introverted, uh, an introverted milk, a milk toast, as Carrington's <laughs> secretary, he was actually an ambitious, ruthless leader. Although he was loyal to uh, Von Strucker, Brown had no friends, and he cared deeply, <laughs> but he cared deeply for his daughter. And sincerely believe that he was leading Hydra towards achieving world domination to benefit Laura. In Brown's mind, giving Laura power over the whole world would make up for his wife's misery and poverty. Okay, okay. I feel like someone is trying to make him being a Nazi an okay thing. I feel like they're trying i don't know who the hero of this book was like thor and nick fury nick fury oh it was nick fury it was a attempt at giving nick fury some kind of internal conflict about probably killing this guy like no no you shoot the nazi right no i'm saying stanley fought world war ii so did dick like a bunch of them fought world war ii i don't think they're trying to be like nazism is justified nazism fascism is justified i think it's more like Ooh, Nick Fury needs to like hesitate for a second before he kills this guy. Okay. Like he was okay. He multiple times. Nick Fury was in the same room as Von Strucker. Literally, like the top like cop for Nazi uh, for Nazi Germany, and he decided let's have a wrestle fight. I don't think <laughs> right. he like. I think no, no. he's okay with not killing people. I understand. I I'm. I guess my point is less like. The argument is, oh, we got to make, like, oh, it's we could justify it. It's more like, we got to make it complex characters, because, I don't know, Stanley Stanley used the name Stan Lee for comics because he always intended to write novels under his real name. <laughs> like, 
I don't know. I just, it was a, it was a different time in comic book writing where it was for definitely for children. And I think they were trying to like keep that aspect and less like, Oh, Nazis are cool. Well, apparently under Brown's brilliant leadership, Hydra developed an arsenal of weaponry, submarines and fighter aircraft greater than those of most nations. He succeeded in even constructing a Manhattan quarter headquarters for Hydra that was secretly linked to the offices of Imperial Industries International. On Brown's orders, the first public defend, uh, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. was assassinated. Sorry, mm. they just they just went through like all the stuff about you. I'm just like, come on, dude. You didn't need to do that. Um, however, Brown's men failed in their attempt to kill the next public director of S.H.I.E.L.D., Nick Fury. Nice. Brown directed... Operation Doomsday, in which Hydra launched a Betatron bomb into Earth's orbit. Hydra then demanded that the nations of Earth surrender the, uh, to its control, or the bomb would release lethal radiation over the planet. <laughs> However, it, uh, this is when the so-called Anthony Stark, Tony Stark, Manning his brainosaur craft. By the way, that is brain o sore, as in this is like a brain dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> they succeeded deactivating the uh, the bomb in orbit, and Fury led sealed agents in capturing Hydra's Manhattan base. Brown now recognizing defeat returned to the offices of Imperial Industries International, from which he could trigger a mechanism that would destroy Hydra's Manhattan headquarters. He removed his Imperial Hydra costume, but hesitated activating the destruct device, knowing that to destroy Hydra's headquarters would mean killing his own daughter, who was still there. It had aided Fury. Suddenly, two fleeing Hydra agents broke upon Brown, Brown told them that he was Imperial Hydra, but they refused to believe believe him, because his costume made him look bigger and taller than he actually was. <laughs> Damn it. Nearly hysterical in despair over his defeat, Brown began reciting the Hydra Oath. Tiring of what they considered a nuisance, one of the Hydra agents told the other to kill Brown. Brown was shot dead. The next moment, Fury, Laura Brown, and the other S.H.I.E.L.D. agents came through the passageway, linking the corporate offices with Hydra headquarters, and dealt with the two Hydra agents. Laura Brown held her father's dead body in her arms, mourning his self-delusion and trying to conquer the world. For her, when all she wanted was his love. The real twist. <laughs> I love the idea that Imperial Hydra basically went into the Nazi Boy Scout, like, oath. Like, hands up, like, I solemnly swear that as an agent of Hydra, whatever, and, there's, and the two agents are like, I don't have time for this, let's just kill him. <laughs> well, you know, if only he was, uh, if only he just wore the costume over his a very average-sized body. Or, like, here's what kills me, is the idea that he went to the Nazi, like, the Hydra base, not in costume to oversee this project and then fled or he cha he got out of the base this request and changed out of his costume 
Like just this idea of one or the other. He either went should have been civvy clothes and everybody believed him fine, or he should have been costume and as he fled, just discarded the entire costume. Well, he's five nine. Or with his lifts six one. With his lips? With his lifts. Oh. It it really sounded like you said lips for a minute. (laughs) Yeah, that mustache adds a little bit of height. Uh, he he is uh, 180 pounds, brown eyes, brown hair, white at the temples. Uh, he does no regular exercise. Um, and he's like, he's a dad. He's a dad and he had Nazi weapons. This I dad mean, that mustache no- is a Nazi weapon for sure. Yep, so this is pretty much, that's pretty much it. That's it. Nothing, nothing, nothing else about Nazi dad. I... Uh, by the way, he didn't. Uh, by the way, he didn't come back. So we're not even doing the whole. Is he still dead? There's no story to talk about. We read all of it. I mean, yeah. I uh, the the saga of Nazi Dad is now complete. <laughs> he, it's dead. He he had four issues. We talked about all four of them. All right. <laughs> so I think we're pretty much done. Oh no! But there's so much more to say. No, there's literally nothing more to say <laughs> about Nazi Dad. Not with that attitude. So, do you, do you want to do plugs or not? I'm not going to do I, my plugs. Yeah, I, I mean, don't at this care. Po- at this point, y'all know who I am, what I'm about. You know how I live my life. <laughs> uh, if you don't, if you don't know about him, then uh, his feelings are hurt. I'll just throw out, check out in underscore Renata on Twitter. And uh, online, everywhere podcasts are found, and on social media, the equalizers, and we spelled E Q U E L I Z E R S, like in sequel. Check us out. Uh, as of recording right now, the equalizers were still on hiatus for a little bit longer. Uh, we're working on getting that back together. Madison got, I changed jobs. Madison got a promotion. We're kind of getting our lives together before we come back with a choose your own adventure sequel to the movie Dude, Where's My Car? We haven't recorded. It's great. Well, um, I don't feel like doing my plugs again, so bye.